Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Dewing Grain are independent and local grade traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, they can offer you the best strategies to achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Each week on our podcast, we begin with the Dewing Grain Market Report, giving you up-to-date information and analysis, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues with a guest or two while sampling a beer. Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's Market Report. Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market report for week commencing 16th of Jan 2023. It's the week of the Norfolk dinner and we look forward to welcoming all of our friends and colleagues from the grain trade to the lovely county of Norfolk, which is on Thursday night this week. And what else is happening? Most of the stuff about the market or about the dinner and stuff is discussed after this in the market chat. We have an immediate response to the USDA that came out last night and the boys sort of went through the process of discussing that. Most of it's grown up. And so therefore I'll go straight on to prices. So feed wheat for February X farm is 220. Now, we haven't got much activity from farm at the moment. Farmers are not really engaging. They're not happy with the market having come down. And I, they feel, I don't know, I, I can't, the, the psychology of what happens next is, it's so many times before, I suspect a few people as the month creeps on and the market creeps down a bit further, there will be a few people saying, oh, well, I'm just going to sell it and get out of my shed. That's a reasonable tactic, depending on the quality of your story. My short-term view on this market is without doubt downwards. I cannot see a lot of hope for old crop UK feed wheat because there aren't enough homes and export we are competitive I'm told but there aren't many buyers of the product so it's struggling there is thank goodness some boats going out of one or two ports where they've got throughput agreements and they've got to trade tonnage and that is saving the day so it's a really good thing that, that there is export piling out of Yarmouth for example and you know working closely with ADM who are doing that we're putting as many tons as we dare onto those boats because it gives us a place to take wheat but there is a shortage of homes and consequently Consequently, the consumers are able to buy at futures price. And if they ever pick up the phone and say, yeah, I'll buy a bit, they, then there's a rush of people trying to sell to them, which is it's very much a buyer's market. They won't get it any cheaper than futures price, I will add, but that is cheap enough. But just to give you an example of what that means, I expect the, as we've discussed in previous podcasts, that the futures price and the delivered price to alter. I see the delivered price going up against the futures, but I think that will be more through a weaker futures than necessarily the delivered price going up. So at some point they will decouple and there will be a premium paid for wheat over futures. But the futures may well be trading at 220 at that point and the consumer might be paying 200 24. Either way, it's a lower value. After we get through or into February, late February, March, and there's a reason for someone to start buying into a weather market, then things will change and that premium will increase because people say, right, I'm going to take some cover. And that's just completely different. Again, the psychology changes. But just to give you an example of where we're at, where I estimate prices to be, if you take Feb at 220 and March at 221x and May at 223, and May could be more money than that, but it's just, it's, it, we've got so much May wheat bought already and not enough homes it's kind of like no I, I can't pay any more than that at the moment and which is a full 10 pounds under the futures as far as we're concerned but the june shoots up to 226 and we would pay 230x for july so if you look at it in a simple term if you've got a good bit of storage and you're happy to store your wheat till july the difference between feb and july is 10 pounds a ton which is a big jump so that's the state of the wheat market 
Feed barley's kind of come to a place where it's happy, well, happily trading at a price where transactions are taking place. It's not sliding any lower. It's trading for Feb about 2.18 delivered. It might slip off from there a bit depending on what wheat does, but it's kind of getting to the lower end of the scale. A lot of feed barley has changed hands. I guess there's a fair bit more out there. We've ditched ours. You know, we've got a, another feed barley boat going to clear the rest of our stuff, and we're happy with that. I don't see any point in, in storing it. It costs me money to blow it, keep it in condition, and I can't see the rally in it so do you know what let's get the money in the bank let's get the stores empty another empty bay which seems to be the theme this year we're trying to get places empty quicker some things aren't moving as quick as i'd like i'll add so feed barley 210x for feb is aggressive relative to the delivered market yeah there's nothing there's no carry in that i don't um feed barley old crop has, has kind of had it Malting barley old crop is also in the doldrums. There's a very weak FOB market. There is still sellers of UK malting barley to the export market. And current value, if you put it X farm, probably you would make something like, well, into consumer in the UK, about 250x. If you're going onto a boat because it's something wayward about your product, then it's probably a good 5, 10 quid less than that. So 240 to 250 is the X farm value for malting barley on old crop. And on old crop, oilseed rape, 480, it's stubbornly not going up so it's sitting there fair it had a bullish report for soy yesterday on the usda and i think again our tactic is close our eyes and hope it goes up a bit we want to get 500 for the bit that we haven't sold and and that's kind of you know what the hell it doesn't seem to be going down anymore and there's plenty of bullish stories out there it just doesn't seem to be reacting to that in the market not that we've got a massive volume to trade and i don't think the world has either with the prices we saw earlier in the season Moving on to new crop, right, so feed wheat for November movement X farm with the futures trading around about 228 is £15 under that. So it's 213x for November feed wheat. You would get 207 delivered to one of our stores for immediate harvest movement, which puts the X farm price around about £200 a tonne. That's round figures. I mean, there's pennies either side of that, depending on where the farm lies, where our stores are and where the futures are at that particular moment. It is very reluctant to drop much below 227 seems to be the bottom it did trade down to 226 the other day on the north futures it seems happier that i do think a little bit more pressure will come to bear on that with a weaker old crop market i am still bearish old crop as i've said and i think the sentiment of that and the kind of like mood of there's nothing particularly going wrong with the crop at the moment it's in reasonable shape the weather is reasonably fair there might be some more snow in the states there might be you know the various things going on winter killers potentially a beast from the east coming our way allegedly but certainly on the continent that might make a difference and in argentina there is some rains going through which is helping a fairly damaged crop but it does mean there is some rain that's feed wheat it's above 200 still which everyone can happily numb out while it's up there i think that's the one that's going to lead us out of the wilderness if you like i'm expecting the speculation to come in and hit there is fundamentally a war going on in a key producing region and people are second guessing what production is going to be from that country which is kind of strange bearing in mind the dynamic of what could happen there and the misery that's occurring in that country so looking at feed barley it's down and to the 190s there isn't a lot of point i think in selling feed barley at this point in time i think we wait the mood on new crop with us is yes it's going to get marginally worse in the next four weeks but i don't see the point in selling
selling it. And the malting barley price also for new crop is pretty depressed. You're talking about premiums over futures, 20, 25 pounds a tonne for the very best distilling malting barley. So if the futures are 27, you'd make 250x in round figures for spring malting barley under 1.6 nitrogen, which is a pretty good price historically. It's just 50 lower than where it has been for this coming season. It's still a good price. I do think once people get to planting period, if the conditions are good, I think we'll see some sellers at that level. And I think we will be trading at that level at that time. So new crop malting barley at the moment seems to be happening to freeze out. I said to one of the brokers, I was talking to this morning regarding FOB, new crop malting barley, where the market was. His attitude was, there's plenty of sellers at the moment. There aren't many buyers. It's kind of a weakish market. I just said, well, we'll wait for a heat wave then or a drought. And let's face it, we're not feeling that at the moment. But if there's one of those comes along, the whole dynamic and the whole psychology changes. And that's really what we're waiting for. A weather forecast that is favourable to a disastrous crop somewhere, which is kind of like how it works. Um, And also, rate for new crop is a premium to this year so 490 for harvest movement pretty healthy i guess again the goal on that if we haven't done anything is is if it gets over 500 this time i think we probably will make some harvest sales at that level okay with that yes yeah, could be an exciting week this week see lots of old friends and trying to whip a very boring industry into some sort of excitement is the plan so look forward to seeing my friends and have a great week thank you for listening please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours. Brown & Co. are excited to introduce the scale-up phase of the Future Farming Resilience Fund. This DEFRA-funded project enables Brown & Co. to provide free, on-farm tailored support to farmers across all of England until March 2025. We have worked with hundreds of farmers over the past two years delivering the initial phases of this project and have widened our support offer as a result of farmer feedback. We believe the choice we offer farmers is unique, with land, planning, environmental, commercial and agribusiness divisions all under one roof. We provide professional advice across a range of disciplines delivered from our in-house teams, whether it is finding a commercial use for a disused barn, investigating planning potential, managing business finances, working collaboratively with neighbours, optimising environmental income streams, producing a greenhouse gas footprint, or discussing your business options going forward. Brown & Co. can support you on this journey. If you would like to find out more or sign up to the scheme, please email defraffr at brown-co.com or call 01480-598-869 and ask to speak to a member of the team. Right, we're doing an immediate post-USDA stats assessment of what we think the market's going to do. I have got Ben, I've got Josh, I've got Joe, who's not in the room at the moment, and I have Webby, the technical department. Hello, hello. Morning. It's not morning. (laughs) Technical department thinks it's morning. Hello. Hello, Joe. Hello. Right, so Webby, talk us through the USDA report in brief. Um, I've got to be really careful, because we are two minutes in, and this is my source's Twitter, Okay. which can be hideously wrong. And so reading off this table, so I think I'm from memory, so it looks like the corn yield were a bearish number, and I think the bean yield was a bullish number, Yeah. and I think wheat end stocks were neutral. They're the ones I've read so far. Okay, the market's been down during the day, so people anticipated the drop, so the reaction yeah. on the market is well, green on soya and be- rain, Beans are it? up to like 25 to 30 cents, aren't they, Ben? So yeah, just repeat that. Corn's up ten and wheat is down two. So I mean that's bounced from being ten cents down. Fifteen, ten, fifteen down, wasn't it? So it was anticipated to come down and it's ended up pretty well where it started the day. How boring is that? 
USDA, don't we want something a bit more? Can we let someone have a there word? There was a bit of hype around this before that it would be quite a big, big report, but it's just flat. Yes, first one of the new year. Traders are back in in January, aren't they? And it is a semi-neutral report. So our immediate short-term reaction to it is what? My view, for what it's worth, jump straight in, is I think there's nothing to make the market go up on wheat, on cereals, feed grains. Yeah, I think short term there isn't. Australia are going to have this massive crop of feed wheat to get rid of. Not too much milling wheat. You know, those guys that normally buy the milling wheat, you know, Malaysia, wherever, where are they going to get it from? I don't think there's anything bullish. I don't see it coming off completely massively, but there's nothing out there right now. I mean, US competitions are poor, but, you know, the demand is down for wheat, isn't it, across the board on everything? Just looking at this table, sorry, I think I've given you some dud info there. The first of deck stock position for the US wheat is actually bottom end of the range. It's outside the bottom end of the range. It's actually a bullish Bullish US stock. US stock, yeah. Okay. Well, so maybe it is the end of the rot and up she goes, but it just doesn't feel like it's my point. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the only one that's really showing a lot of volatility is the oil seeds. And that is because, you know, there is so much going on there. You know, there's a lot of changes in palm regulation, bioethanol rates going up, and then problems in Argentina on still this dry weather. So, you know, oil seeds is where we're seeing a lot more action in the market. Okay, right. So just one thing. Now that we're all teetotal and trying to lose weight and be slim and attractive, ready for the Norfolk dinner, now that our dinner suits have shrunk in the last three years, (laughs) we've just discovered, we've got one can of beer to share. One of our farmers kindly bought us a load of beers. We had a bit of a session with some of it during the Christmas period, so we aren't going to announce what the hell they were. But Ian Dean, one of the Aylsham Grain members and a director of that business, kindly at Christmas bought us some stuff in. So one of the beers he bought was from Wildcraft Brewing, and it is called Wildcard Blackberry Stout which is a bit heavy, I think. And because we're all not drinking, particularly in January, we're going to spoof for who drinks it. I'd quite like to try some, regardless of the result of spoof. Right, well, right, well, there you go. Well, Ian's, Ian's so you've won it. spoof, Ian. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ian's going to do an assessment. And thank you, Ian Dean, very much for the beer. I think this will taste a little bit like... Have you had Guinness and Blackcurrant before? Yeah, Guinness I have. and Blackcurrant's nice. Yeah. Is it? I think this is what oh, it be like. That's nice. Okay, it's gone then. Right, well, while you're doing that, uh, USDA's come and gone, nobody really cares, and the market isn't doing anything. What is the next thing? Which direction is the market likely to head in, and what's going to make it do it? Anyone? Any takers on that one? He's rubbish at pouring beer, isn't he? Yeah. He is. That is wow. disgraceful. <laughs> it's all head and no beer. That is particularly awful. I think we should take a picture of that just for this week's podcast, actually. You better be quick, Josh. Yeah. No, don't you worry. I'll take the best pictures. Yeah, Josh. <laughs> I'll DJ, yeah. Perfect. There's a picture of that in our wonderful social media world coming your way. Back to grain marketing. You know, what do we tell farmers with the market at the moment? My instinct is I can't see an upside in the immediate short term on old crop wheat. I just can't. I appreciate people. some people saying we're competitive export-wise, but there isn't many ready buyers out there. And the consumers, if they bid futures price, are buying it. There isn't enough homes because of the bird flu cancellations. We're in a place where it's very hard to physically move wheat. just seems like we're in the doldrums at the moment. Also, there is numerous people that are just slowly getting back into sort of January, and it seems that some people have actually gone back into sort of holiday mode. I agree. I think there's always that old saying, bulls need feeding, and what is there out there to, to feed it at the moment? Okay, well, let's dwell on the they're just going back into January's comment then, shall we? <laughs> I've noticed more shooting counts in January than there was in the rest of the time leading up to Christmas. To be honest, I'll be fair, there hasn't been a great deal of 
I don't know as much shooting and things like that. It just doesn't feel like, I don't know, it feels like I'm numb coming into sort of January and there just isn't much going on. Well, we tried to make it work. Huh, you need to work harder, Joe. <laughs> right, Webby's had some beer. Webby, talk us through it. I think you lost uh, you lot of Mr. Trick. It's actually quite nice. It's all right. Yeah. But we're all obviously keen What's on becoming athletes, aren't we? I'm playing footy tonight. 8.30 kickoff. See, I've got what's commonly referred to as a dad bod. A, a gut. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Dad bod. Yeah. You can pull it off pretty well. You can be handsome and a little bit tubby at the same time. <laughs> Who is that most appealing to? Ian, your wife. Hopefully there's one person in the world that finds it moderately attractive. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm not going to say anything. I am not going to say anything. I am biting my tongue. Right? Please in the don't. caravan, does it even matter, I suppose? <laughs> <laughs> Right, sorry, coming back to Andrew's serious point. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Because you know, I'll be honest, today the phones have rung and I've spoken to more people in the trade who have basically phoned up to ask me to confirm that, oh, it is quiet, isn't it? And there's nothing going on on farm because I think people are worried about, are they missing out on anything? And at the minute, yeah, you know, I've spoken to three different traders for three different companies and that's, you know... They have said the same thing. It's very quiet on the phones, lots of execution, but very hard to get anything over the line at these levels. Yep. Okay, let's talk about the Norfolk dinner. This is the last recording before the Norfolk dinner. Are people worrying about where it is and, you know, what happens next and what happens afterwards? Have you got any wise words on that, Ben? Well, I don't want to give too much away because obviously we've got, you know, farmers listening and one of them keeps trying to come. Well, if he comes, he'll just get you know, murdered and thrown in the river, weren't he, or something? It's like, you know, it's, it's not a place for farmers to stick their head in, is it? It's like, oh, look, there's a farmer. He's not going to get cheered, is he? Hooray, the saviour, the feeders of the world are here. <laughs> oh, my God, right. <laughs> I think... Cut that bit. Yeah, we, <laughs> we need some editing here. Like, well, the point being, the grain trade gets together, they have a little chat about the world. They don't really want to, you know, if they're going to have a fight, they have it on their own, don't they? Let's put it that way. Now, grain trade gets together. There's no time for farmers at that. So at the Norfolk dinner, we've got to make sure everyone's there nice and early. Bar open at six. Bar's open at six. In the halls, in Blackfriars Hall, bar's open at six. Food at yeah, seven. Yeah, so you walk into St Andrew's Hall and it's clear where the bar is, isn't it? There'll be a little arrow yeah, going yeah, this yeah. way yeah. and an empty hall with no lights on. Should we have a nominated kind of pre-six o'clock bar? I don't think... What, for all 274 people? <laughs> Brilliant, Ian. <laughs> no, there's there's always some, uh, I shouldn't say waifs and strays, but, you know... We can send coin. some people to a bar, and we could be in a different one, yeah. yeah. I just want to get served. We had quite a nice little catch-up in the... I forget what it's called now. It used to be Delaney's in Norwich. Is it yeah. brewery yeah, town? Yeah, nice little catch-up in there. I got my old mate yeah, Phelan. There was 20-odd, I got Munty, I got Phelan. I'll have a quiet yeah. drink with somebody, don't I? True. So I'll go to a, you know, I don't know, Premier Inn and drink some disgusting lager or something. You'll need to get home at a sensible time this year, Ian. What time did you finish two years ago? I think that was maybe at five o'clock at last time. Yeah, even three years ago. We have touched on close to six, and that was quite embarrassing. Anyway, moving on. So the punters are coming up to Norfolk, thinking it is a cruddy place. And the last time they came, everyone thought, oh, isn't that such a cruddy place? It's a good place. But what we don't want is someone like Danny Hughes walking down Princess Street, whichever one it was. Instead of turning right and going where all the life was, he turned left and walked to the ring road. and Walked the wrong way out of Norwich, didn't he? (laughs) He walked right out of Norwich to the ring road. Recorded by his Fitbit. So we'll give a little map. Is that a plan? No. You've got a smartphone, use it. Oh, some oh here older... we go, here we go. Oh, I need to have a paper map. Yeah, some older people haven't, don't want to go smartphoning, do they? Okay. <laughs> yeah. What can you say to that? Yeah. 
fittest, yeah. I think you're just going to be old now. No, there's a load of places. Literally, you go to the top of the hill, you go straight out, top of the hill, on the right, there's a pub called The Wild Man. You can't miss it, even old people. But I know where the wild man is because I've been there before you were born, Sonny, right? It's like there's a load of people who want to go to a decent pub afterwards, don't they? And they want it to not close two seconds after they turn up. Right. We've sent out a list of good places to go after the dinner. We've done that. Right? Yeah. And this closes at half 12, which will be most old people's bedtime. <laughs> yeah. I thought it closed when at they've all finished wetting themselves at the dinner they can all go to bed good job it's a black tie because you don't look like you wet yourself then so I can deny it it's just the smell I know that <laughs> it's fine you'll, you'll get there in the end lads however I must remember I said note to self put my nappy on anyway <laughs> so after we've got over that if everybody goes to the wild man that's about you know you're going to get about 50 people in there aren't you what we've about the brew that? house we've gone for brew dog the wild man Cuba Revs. Cuba Revs and... Be at one. Be at one. Right, so there's yeah. a complete... I'd say, well, man, you know, there's better than... I'd rather go to a fuller venue than a dead one. And it will be good. It will be And fun. for those that want to go a little bit alternative, they can go to Gonzo's Tea Room. Yeah. thought you were going to say the loft then. Oh. Josh will be like the Pied Piper of Hamlin. We'll just... Yeah, no, I'm not, not just... this year. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll be in bed by Have you got a curfew? No, no, if I don't. No, we might. I might go. I believe it. Depends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll get carried away. Who knows? Right, so there's plenty of places to go. If you, if you want to know a particular type of venue, I think a lot of people went to Pop World last time, didn't they? Pop I'm World? Sure. Yeah, they did. No, apparently they did. So the then place. they do karaoke or whatever they do in Pop World, and people had an absolute scream down there. And just to say, and we'll say it on the night of the dinner anyway, but this year every table has a complimentary bottle of port, care of Niam, just to really, you know, keep things going and get everyone chatting. On a slightly serious note, sorry to like well bring it back to something sensible. Yeah. Right. That was sensible. That was very nice. We had no, 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 that, that was the good. generosity, yeah. And it is always Ben doing the sensible stuff, so I will say something sensible to make yeah. a change. But we have got... So it's not just a dinner, it's also a charity event, isn't it? We raise money for... Totally. Quite a lot of money for two... I think it's two charities this year. I've, got, I've had about three conversations with Spanner, our man, the special needs boy who's going to be doing the auction. He's worrying about it. He's got the gift yeah. of the gab. That he's a West Country boy in Norfolk trying to convert us, which he's given up on. But he's doing the auction. Yes, he's got a very important job to raise as much money as we can for the charities for this shirt that we're getting signed. He's worrying about it. So I want you all to give him a really hard time. Uh, you got to be whipped into a he, frenzy. He was brilliant. He was very good. I'm going to sing his praises, but he was really good at the uh, the boss, summer yeah. boss. And there was it wasn't an witty. Ocean, but he was witty, yeah, witty, yeah, yeah, at the expense of some people. He's quite good at taking the piss out of people. He has asked me what my wife's name is for some reason. Now, that just makes me think, what's he going to... Uh, how, how long can I talk for? He said, oh, well, that'll be, you know, about 30 seconds if you can, Will, please. And it's like, oh, wait, wait five, ten minutes? And it's like, oh, here we I'm go. I'm quite looking forward to, to your speech, Andrew, because the few versions you've come out with in the office have been... No, I'm uh, not going to say any of those. <laughs> i got a speech. i got welcome. Here's the fire escapes. Drink this, <laughs> do that. Put your bloody mobile phones down, you silly little people. Talk to each other and yeah. don't be shy about walking up and saying hello my name is and if you cock oh, it up so you're not going to attack the woke no well alright how do you greet ladies and gentlemen and all those in between or those that might be confused what do you say hello yeah. everyone welcome <laughs> to the Norfolk dinner <laughs> someone not, might not be everyone I'm not <laughs>
I've right. got no experience of launching. I, I'm, this is we've thrown this together. The goodness of our hearts. Norfolk, Julian Scott, yourself, Ben, done loads of work. Vicky in the office. I come along on the night. You know, found out my tennis suit doesn't fit anymore, and apparently I'll wet myself. Stand up there. There's not a lot I can say, so I'm not going to make a speech. I'm just going to duties I have to do, which are there, there are a few, and then off we go. Eat your food, and then we'll get the raffle. If you've got cash, there'll be cash. If there's not, we've got those little payment oh, cards. Really. But we do want everyone to join in with the raffle because they're very good prizes. And then we'll let old Spanner loose with the microphone and see if he can get people to compete a bit to buy that shirt because there will be an honour in being the first person to win the auction. You know, there'll be a league table we keep about who's actually chipped in over the years. And, and this is like the first year the league is formed, isn't it? First year the winner is. And it's, I think it's a good one to be the winner. It's like old Etonians winning the FA Cup in 18, whatever it was. <laughs> or was it Wanderers? No, could I, I like it. I think it'd be good. Anyway, so yeah, so you're right. Yes, Norfolk dinner. I think everyone's looking forward to it. It's a good thing just to get all the trade together in January and say, right, come on, what do we all think? Where's it all going? Do you think there'll be any, like, you know, incidents? Any people getting a bit upset? Anyone who doesn't like each other? Probably. Yeah, do you reckon? had an outside moment for a few years, have we? I remember one famously a long time ago. I remember a brilliant one. Go on. So I won't reference it, because, but it was going back to one of my first couple of years. Yeah, 12 Ramada. years ago, 13 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, someone gave someone a hand gesture behind their back in it. There was lots of swinging. Yeah, swinging. <laughs> well, like, yeah, flailing around and handbags, yeah. Really? What, not in the actual place? One of our colleagues was half involved. Really? Female one, yeah. She was the most ratty, actually. Who's that? Was so, yeah, oh, that yeah. Oh, no, that no, was... it was, that's what I'm saying. It's like 12, 13 years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah I never get involved. I love, but it's, it's always fun. It's always great to have a good little catch-up with everyone. Yeah. Don't drink too much, yeah, get so a bit silly, and it's, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So what do we do? We've got, oh, we got you two, haven't we? got Joe and Webby, the big fellas, to chuck people out, haven't we? And you two, by the way, are the pointers on the auction. So if you stand at the back of the room and Spanner is missing someone's bid, your job is to go in, in okay. you know, Do just that. whip them into a frenzy and get yeah. them going. Yeah, because he can spot you, can't he? Yeah, if I was at the back, I'd be jumping up and down. You wouldn't see me. <laughs> well, you'd probably smell me because I've wet myself. Anyway, other than that, what else is there to talk about? That's it, isn't it? We're good. We said USDA, what's the, we'll have a last-minute look at things before the futures close. The US wheat, three down. UK is unchanged. 12 up corn, so it could be slightly friendlier in the morning. Okay, that's pretty dull. So with that, have a great week's trading, everybody. And I look forward to seeing all of the grain trade in very happy and cheerful mood at the Norwich or Norfolk, whichever you like to call it, dinner. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they are released and follow us on Twitter. We are at Dewing Grain. Call Dewing Grain on 01263 731 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio in Norwich.